All right. Thank you all for joining in. This is the Heart to Heart podcast where we're bringing Sunday into Monday. Honored to be with you guys here for tuning in today. My name is uh, Nick Miller. I'm the lead pastor of Court Church and, and so wonderful to be with you guys. We're having an awesome conversation, a discussion about this past week's message at Court Church centered around the series, I'm Here and It's Different Now, part two. And this past week, we talked about the mind. And this is awesome. I was really excited that this special guest is coming in because the first time, I believe it was like time number one or two that I met you, Gianna, that you said, can you tell me a little bit about this Romans 12 scripture? Do you remember that interaction? No. You came up to me and we had an incredible conversation about Romans 12 and how it is worship and how we need to change our mind. I can't believe you don't remember that. Oh, um, like transforming? Yes. Yes. That was like my scripture of that year. That was, that was the like, time number one or two that I met you. So I was yeah. like, wow, we're talking about the mind and no, nobody else but G should yeah. be on this podcast. I'm so, glad I was reminded of that. I, yeah, no, no, seriously. So uh, anyways, welcome G to the podcast Thank and you. thanks so much for being with us today. And so G, for those who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So my name is Gianna. Hi, um, G. People close to me call me G. Hi, G. Um, I'm married to Mike and we both do worship here at the church. Um, we love serving in kids too. Mm-hmm. And um, as of lately, we've taken on youth groups. So on. that's been super fun yeah. and I'm loving every minute of it. Yeah. You guys are doing an incredible job building building something out of, of the dirt here. I mean, literally, that's the, you're starting from the ground up and doing a great job leading and, and loving the students. So yeah, honored to have you here today. Thank you so yes, much for joining thank us. Thank you. So we obviously are in, I don't even know what week we are in this whole series, but oh, it's yeah. been a good one. And and so again, we're talking about the mind, a royal mindset. We talked to this week about how a royal mindset unlocks the authority that's within you. I thought that this was a great way to follow up the lineage and now talking about transforming our mind. And so, gee, I every week I want to hear what's happening in the church. I want to hear from people like yourself on what you took away from this week's message about the royal mindset. Yeah, um, I think a lot of times like how God moves, it's very timely. Um, And I felt like this message was very timely. Um, Especially what stuck out to me was the scripture in Matthew 8, Mm. where the centurion is... um, asking Jesus to heal his servant. Yeah. And um, what I kind of got from that was that the the centurion acknowledged his upper authority to acknowledge his own authority. Because mm. you touched on how, you know, he knew he was a man in power. Like he yeah, knew yeah. if I tell my servant to go do this, he will do it. Yes. Um, and he kind of was acknowledging the authority of Jesus in the sense that he had just as much well, more power yes. than he did, yes. um, that if he just said the word, he would be healed. And yes. I feel like that's kind of what I'm learning in my own personal life is like acknowledging my heavenly authority before I can acknowledge the own authority that he gives me. Yes, um, good. good, good. <clears throat> because, you know, I haven't had a perfect track record, but I feel like I'm on this victory streak right now where it's like every vice that I've had and I've struggled with, I've, I've been in a victory season over it. Like I yes. finally feel like I'm... I can have that self-control and I can be like the master over my own flesh. Come on. Um, And that only came from, you know, me having these moments with God where I'm like, okay, Lord, I've tried everything in my own power to overcome this, uh, to overcome this stronghold and I cannot do it. Hmm. And I need you. Like I need your power. 
and it's through that that I believe, you know, he's given me the authority and the victory over yeah. um, those things that were holding me down for so long. Yeah. So, so I have, I have a question because you're talking about acknowledging him as a, a greater authority. Is there any block that goes on in our mind that tells us not to do so? Hmm. I think like, hmm, how do I want to word this? I just think um, <clears throat> it kind of goes back to thinking that we can do it in our own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and even there's there's helpful things that, that the world can tell us and even that other Christians can can tell us to do. Like, for example, if you have a problem with drinking, sure. um, you know, you would want to create that boundary. Like, hey, I'm not going to go to a bar. Right, I'm not going right. to be around a party where there's alcohol. Right. So I can set up that boundary for myself yeah. to prevent yeah. me from falling into that. Well, yeah. That is a good thing. That boundary is a good thing yeah. and it is helpful, but self-control really comes from, from the him. spirit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we need that too. Yes. We need the, we need both of those things and we especially need the the yeah. self-control that comes from the Holy Spirit more. We need the Holy Spirit ultimately. Yes. And and the reason why I asked that question is that you're you're touching on something that's really great is that this centurion simply acknowledged his higher authority. That's that's basically what it cam- comes down to. You and I, we struggle. We have all these struggles, X, Y, and Z things in life, and yet we struggle to just acknowledge our higher authority. That's why I'm asking, like, is there any blocks? Do you think, like, I, I sometimes wrestle with, does God really care about this? Uh, is this pertinent? Should I just handle it my own strength anyways? Is that what he's trusting me to do? That, so there's so many things that race through my mind that just simply, like I said, block me from, from talking or going to my authority. Which, yeah. which again, you're, as you're speaking, is the only answer that we need. You just yeah. go to him and, and things will sort out for our good always. Right. Always. I loved, I loved the, the, the one part of, about the centurion because I really found that it, it simplifies everything down to acknowledging his authority and walking with our own authority. Yes. Did you take anything else from that story? Um, I mean, I just thought, it was so interesting because, you know, last week we talked about lineage mm-hmm. and, um, you know, after that kind of little, that little passage in Matthew 8 where, you know, the centurion asks him to heal the servant, um, Jesus says, like, no one has greater faith than yeah. this in Israel. And he goes on to say, like, many from the east and the west will recline at the table of mm-hmm, Abraham. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of thought at first I was like, that's kind of random to put in there. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand until you brought up that lineage. Yeah. That, that, that was a Roman centurion. Like he was a Gentile. He like, and the significance of Jesus saying like, truly I say to you, like there is no greater faith. Yes. I've seen no greater faith than this in all of Israel. Like that is just mind blowing to me. That was a big statement that was saying there is no one with greater faith even even those chosen people, yeah, God's chosen people. There's no one who operates like this. Yeah, that was the ultimate slap in the face to the 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 religious quote people, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and I love. Oh, yeah. go no, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. I I love you know how you said um, this week, and I think you said it last week too. That obe- uh what what did you say? Spiritual maturity is it, not it's not a, a longevity thing. thing. Yeah. It is a an obedience thing. And I think that just goes to show, Mm -hmm. um, especially in that encounter that Jesus had with the centurion, you know, like all these people that were walking with Jesus, that were his disciples that were following him. Um, that in that moment, you know, that guy had the most faith out of all those ones, you know? Yes. So that is so cool. And it's, um, 
it's encouraging to believers everywhere because yeah. we don't have to be this Bible scholar or this no. theologian or this pastor of 30 no, years no. to, you know, walk, walk in, in authority. faith yes. and authority. Yeah. It's a mindset. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, please listen to the message. That's so good. Yes. I, I love your thoughts on all of it. Hey, I, I love opening up this portion of, of the conversation here, which is any questions that you may have, you're already smiling. Yeah. So <laughs> what what do you have prepared? What questions do you have for me? It could be Bible, could be sport, anything, music. Go ahead, yes. shoot for it. Um, I'm just smiling because you know I always ask you questions. You do ask questions. Like, I am a question asker. Yes, yes. Um, but my question for you is, was there a moment or a culmination of moments that you can describe where you knew you were called to ministry? Um, yeah. Uh, yes. So so I I love singing and it's my absolute passion. I was in I was in youth group and I there's this thing that happens in youth group where every youth kid wants to be a youth leader and a youth pastor and you know how it <laughs> kind of like flows into that trend. Yes. And so I was really like God, I, I don't want to be <laughs> I don't want to be that kid, you know what I mean, that kind of just flows into it and takes the, the oh, I love being in youth, so I'm going to do this forever type of thing, right? So I was really praying about it. I went and auditioned for, for American Idol, and, and I, I did pretty good, but the, the time in front of the executive directors of the show, I sang in front of the executive directors of the show, wow. and uh, before I went into that room, I, I leaned over to my mom. My mom was wanting me to get famous, yeah. but I was like, hey, you know, whatever, Uh I, I, I prayed to God. I said, God, I'm either going to be on a track with Drake and Justin Bieber, or I'm going to do ministry and give my whole life to serving your kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally said to him, I was like, hey, make this make this very clear. The thing that was crazy is I went in, I sang in front of the executive producers. Usually people were out in like 12 seconds. They had me in there for like five minutes and I sang about four or five different songs for them. They, they were like all like dialoguing and discussing amongst themselves. And eventually they said, no, they said, Oh, we love, we love your, your presence. We love, we love your attitude and your mentality. We love your voice, but it's just not mature enough yet. I was 17 at the time. Mm. And, and so they said, no, it's going to be a no. And I actually smiled and I said, thank you so much. And I walked out of the door smiling. My mom was like, my baby made it. And I was like, no, I, I'm just smiling because I got clarity. Wow. I got clarity on direction. And so I, I followed it. I went to Australia the next year. And it was, a, it was a, you want to talk about patterns or what brought you into the ministry? Let me say it like this. Oh, I hope this drops a bomb. It's, it's not everyone's ministry is going to be an occupation. Mm. But the more and more you're obedient, the more and more you walk in ministry every day. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's good. So the more and more that you are obedient, the more and more that you walk in ministry every day of your life. So there was a season where I was making kitchens with my dad. Whether I'm putting in cabinets or speaking on stage with a microphone, I am ministering. Right. And so and so I want to I that that question is a great question. When did I feel this assignment? That's that might be a, a, a better question or a better way of phrasing it, but ministry is is all of our lives. It's That's every so bit true. of us, right? Go and spread the gospel, take the gospel to all create all, all, all nations, right? Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So we're all in on this ministry game. And uh, that was the moment though that I I felt great clarity of, hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make this real now and I'm gonna pursue it. And again, through acts of obedience, God was just solidifying that decision more and more. I was growing more and more. I was speaking. I had great opportunities at college. I came back and jumped right into full-time ministry, right? Like so there was there was more and more growth that came from saying yes and being obedient. Um, 
so that's that's where that's where I would say that started. Yeah, wow. I didn't I I didn't dream this for myself at all. Not at all. I wanted to be I wanted to be in the army, and that wow. would not have turned out well. <laughs> really? No, oh I wanted to be. I watched Save I watched Saving Private Ryan one day when I was like nine years old, and I was like, I want to be a sniper. Was, <laughs> oh my god, that would have been terrible. That's that would have been so terrible. Funny. But great question, and I I hope that everyone has that realization that again, when you when you say yes to God, and when you're obedient, no matter what it is, the step that you're taking, He'll show you what you are to do. Yeah. And it's going to look different than me. It's going to look different than Gianna. It's going to look different than anyone else. You have a specific ministry in your hands. Great question. I love that. I love that. And I love what you said about, about the mindset and how the centurion acknowledged his authority before operating in his own. That's a huge... If we can get that formula down, acknowledge your authority before walking yourself, oh my gosh, we're going to do some very powerful things. We're going to see yeah. some things happen on earth. And so, gee, thanks for sharing your thoughts today. Thank you so much yeah, for being here. Thanks for having me on. This my, is fun. My goodness. This is one of my favorite parts. I love doing the the sneak peek of what's going on. So we're, I don't know what week we are. Week nine of uh, I'm here and it's different now. And so three facets of being a king is the lineage, the mindset, and then comes the training. If you've ever watched, uh, if you've ever watched like shows about kings, they all go through this rigorous strategy training, speaking training. It's like almost they have this their own training track, their own education track for princes and princesses, how to be a king one day. And so you've gone through training, I've gone through training, and and you might not think that you've gone through physical training, but every trial that you've stood firm through is that training. Yeah. You don't realize it, but you're being trained to be a queen right now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm really excited to to acknowledge that part of our of our um royalty and the authority that we have. Yeah. The training. So pumped. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Last thing, hey, it is Thanksgiving this week. Can uh <laughs> this is gonna be a fun one. I just wanna update you all that we have no events, so that means no circles, all no youth. Uh, uh, no prayer room. Uh, we have a 10 a.m. service only. And so if you're going to be showing up at six, you're going to be alone and cold. That's not going to be fun. So happy thankful. And uh, I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy your holidays. Other than that, hey, until next week, church, you better believe it. Better believe it.